0: All right. Hello, everybody. Thank you for taking some time out this Thursday afternoon. Uh, it's exciting to have a special guest with us today on hashtag BKOT at number 28. Um, as we roll along into February, this year's off to a good start. And I have with me Dr. Sean Stein-Smith. Uh, he is the founder for of Institute for Blockchain and Crypto Asset Research. Um, so we got connected from... Um, Uh, congratulations email when I sent out 40 under 40, recognized by CPA Practice Advisor.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you for that, by the way.
0: (laughs) Yes. Awesome to have you here. So tell us about Dr. Smith here. So take it away.
1: Sure. So so probably the uh, most pertinent place to actually start is at the beginning, right? And so uh, I'm a CPA by training, education, worked in the industry for about eight and a half years, and I guess around maybe 20 2016-ish, probably the end of 2015, 2016, as I was doing my uh, PhD work, I I heard about this thing, blockchain. At the time, but I, I was yeah. too busy that you do anything about it. But uh, but then I guess starting in 2016, and then obviously in 2017, during that bull run of Bitcoin and the whole space, I got really, really more hands-on into it. And so, both in terms of my role in higher education, leaving college. Right here, Um, and at the institute that that I actually just have up and running as of the back half of 2020, and then all of the you know writing, research, consulting, training that I do in blockchain and uh, uh, crypto assets. What I try to do is to one educate, and to two help companies, large, small, and individuals. We try to get a handle on how it works, what it is, and also more importantly, right now the trends and sort of bigger picture directions that are driving this whole area going forward
0: yeah it's um uh, change is constant and and yeah. th- this currency has been around for a decade or so it's not really <laughs> it's not real prevalent but um at the same time um it, it's becoming more and more aware i mean there's been some recent uh, uh volatility in that and so Can you explain like why and how that could happen
1: yeah sure so uh to your point right the whole idea of bitcoin and crypto has has been around really since halloween of 2008 when the original bitcoin white paper got published and and the first block was mined january 2009 so it's so so it's been in the ether right for a while but in terms of being used as a currency it really hasn't caught it on yet, right? Because even though it's called cryptocurrency, it's it's currently it's currently not treated as a currency tool. Now, okay. now it's the whole conversation on the uh, you know dramatic price volatility that has been going on, especially at the tail end of twenty twenty during the holidays basically, and the early part of, of twenty twenty-one, all of that has a few has a few main driving forces. One is this feeling, is this almost fear, right? That all of this quantitative easing, money printing, both here in the US and overseas is going to ultimately have some sort of pushback, right? There is ultimately going to be some hangover after all of this. Now, obviously these actions right now are needed, but there is going to be some sort of, of pushback on that. And so there is this underlying sort of thought that Bitcoin could serve as the 21st century version of gold, right? Basically being a, a hedge against inflation, dollar weakness, all the rest. Two, um, to sort of add, add on to that, right? Now, all of us know that interest rates are at all-time lows, right? Which is awesome if you're a home buyer, car buyer, trying to borrow money for, for a business. But right. if you're a investor, right? Be they individuals like us, be they large institutions, pensions, endowments, hedge funds, which are the uh, ultimate bad guy right now. Uh, But any large institutional player has a obligation to try to get the best return possible. But if the uh, equity markets are overbought, which could arguably be uh, argued for, and the debt markets are either yielding below zero or at zero, you know, that then opens up the whole conversation on, okay, where is the actual cash flow gonna go? And so Bitcoin has also been sort of captured in this whole push towards you know, private equity stuff, alternative asset, and then crypto. And then to sort of bring us all the way up to right now, this, this whole relatively recent movement of the Reddit retail trader, has kind of captured, and I know that I know that's a whole other conversation, right? Oh but, yeah, but uh, but all of that has also pushed, right? The right because crypto yeah. is cool, it's accessible, it's it's a hot topic, and you can have a large impact on the price because there is nothing nothing really backing that price in terms of a price to earnings, cash flows, assets on the balance sheet. So all of those factors can, uh, do. Uh, or have and do play a role in some of the ups and downs out there. So
0: now you talked a lot about, you know, what determines the value of it, but the also, I mean, uh, for our audience to explain, you know, you have uh, stable coin, Bitcoin, mm-hmm. crypto, right? So like what, what, can you explain a little bit about the differences in that and how it all uh, ties in?
1: Sure. So we have, how long, Chris? Twelve hours? No, but uh, <laughs> no, but so over overall, right? To your point, Chris, right? There are over four thousand cryptocurrencies out there: Bitcoin, Dogecoin, um, and, and a whole host of of others. But sort of broadly yeah. speaking, there are uh, re- there are basically three big areas right now. There's the okay. traditional decentralized crypto. There's Bitcoin, Ether, right? Those are out there, decentralized. They aren't really managed by anybody, right? And and so they float, there's, you know, all that. Now, there was this, I guess, starting in 2018, there was this whole rise of of these privately issued coins, right? And they're called asset dash coins, stable coins, whatever. And so all of those are kind of a a halfway point between fiat and Bitcoin, right? Because they are cryptocurrencies, but they're back. Tethered, pegged, supported to a underlying asset, and the and the bulk of them right now are backed uh, are backed by the U.S. dollar. Okay, Perfect. so then in theory, each coin, like the SSS coin, backed on a one-to-one basis, is the uh, equal to one U.S. dollar on paper. Perfect. And then over here, uh, starting in 2020, really, this whole conversation around a central bank digital currency. Which is, which is basically where now we have countries trying to get into the crypto game, trying to issue their own, trying to basically tokenize or try to put the dollar on a blockchain. And so, okay, cool. But, but from 2008 to 2020, right? the whole conversation has, has gone a full 180 from Bitcoin being open source, no rules, no oversight, no, no banks or PayPal's, Two in 2020, now, now we have PayPal, Visa, MasterCard encouraging their customers to buy, sell, use Bitcoin on their platforms and actual countries developing. And in the case of uh, mainland China, actually rolling out their own crypto yuan hybrid.
0: Nice. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's going to evolve, just like yeah. anything. As I mentioned earlier, change is constant. Absolutely. I mean, do you think... Uh, with the with the ongoing pandemic, has has, has um, kind of um, moved this fast forward, and, like changed the mindset
1: of this digital currency. I would say so, yes, because if we go all the way back to March, right, there was there was a idea or a concept in the first draft of the CARES Act, it passed back in March, that actually included a a clause or a phrase. I mean, to actually have a blockchain based system used to get economic aid payments out the door faster now ultimately didn't work that way then there were all of those issues with the checks and the and the uh folks getting them all the rest but even all the way back in march um there was a real conversation going on at okay fine how do we move forward right um how do we move our payments our finance system our banking system out of the 20th and into the 21st um century paradigm so yeah absolutely right because all of us are off-site from home doing more and more online paypal had a i think a 72 percent uptick in their quarterly volume during the fourth quarter so yeah absolutely this whole pivot to fully online or online first has definitely influenced and in a positive way blockchain crypto all the rest
0: yeah it's um it's become more top of mind. Yeah, I didn't realize that it was even in the, in the CARES Act. So, it it's it just makes sense, right? And even all when you go to, um, you know, we're both in New York City, and when uh, cash used to be king, and now it's all like Apple Pay or yep. uh, we accept you know, wireless payments and mm-hmm. everything. Like, don't don't touch anything. Yeah. You know, that type <laughs> of deal. But fair enough. But then, uh, so now talking about the all the uh, uh, blockchain applications out there, so um, where does someone start with that? Can you talk uh, about what, what that is and and and, and some uh, use cases with that?
1: Yeah, sure, and actually a excellent place to start so to get a big picture is Forbes actually publishes every year their Forbes 50 blockchain uh, annual sort of listing of large billion dollar plus revenue companies, so big companies, multinational ones usually, that have built their own blockchains or are part of someone else's blockchain and have those blockchains integrated into their business. So a few of the examples and applications that are pretty high profile right now, Walmart has been pretty high profile since about 2017 or 2018, actually using their own uh, leafy green blockchain to trace every single fresh food product sold at their stores. IBM has the IBM Food Trust. IBM has a trade lens platform. So for international shipping, right, trans-Pacific, trans-Atlantic uh, barges and cargo ships are all part, or, or there are some of them that are part of this network, to, to add traceability and transparency into the goods that, that are being shipped halfway around the world. And there are uh, also some applications, Volkswagen, Ford, FedEx, UPS, Um, There are also some applications being built out to help combat against conflict minerals, conflict minerals. Um, And also a really hot, hot topic right now is how do we use blockchain possibly to help track COVID-19 vaccines, right? Treatments from point A to point B to make sure that they're going to their correct uh, endpoint and they're being handled correctly in terms of their uh, time in the freezer Frosting and all of that, and so there's you know any number of applications out there. There are even online platforms for music streaming, uh, content streaming of all kinds built on a uh or augmented by a blockchain platform. So there are any number of applications out there, but it's a lot bigger, right? Than only payments, which is the main point.
0: Yeah, and it's so funny. You just made me think of something. Oh, great. <laughs> um, So I have this app called Cash App, right? Okay, yep. Um, uh, through Square, PayPal. Yep, and, yep, yep. and so I got it because they always give discounts for, for buying for buying products via their platform, right?
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: now they have a uh, Bitcoin feature. And this is new that I <laughs> noticed. And so the, one of their coupons is earn 5% worth of Bitcoin um for every any time that you shop and now <laughs> i have invested uh 21 dollars nice into bitcoin without there we even go. doing anything
1: there we so, go there we're getting in there
0: this just it proves it proves to your point um you know uh about this currency and how it's working in our everyday lives and hey i own the shit <laughs> i own 21 dollars worth
1: nice. i mean it, go. it's
0: amazing how 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 uh how easy it is and how to integrate and how it's it's coming to our everyday lives. It just makes sense. So now about uh, um, for the accountant, right? Mm -hmm. Who may not be too comfortable with this and Mm -hmm. not know where to start. um, What's some, what's some advice or, or some pointers you could give for them and and that they could, uh, where they could help out, you know, their clients. Mm
1: -hmm. So probably the, the best place to start is to understand from a, external client point of view, why they're interested in blockchain or in Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies, right? Right? Because not every company is ready for blockchain or Bitcoin and not every single company is actually going to get the upside of blockchain or using cryptocurrencies. So after sort of having that sort of baseline conversation, why are you interested and is there a business use case for it in your form right now, then it's like, okay, fine. How do we want to do this, right? Do we want to build our own blockchain in-house? Do we, do we, do we want to take a model that's being used elsewhere and augment that, bring it in-house? Or, or are we going to join somebody else's blockchain, like at a uh, Walmart, JP Morgan, or some other large entity? Now, as far as the actual cryptocurrency side goes, what, what is the point of that? Are we going to get paid in Bitcoin and crypto? Are we going to offer that as an option? Uh, Or are we going to go even further and say, okay, customers can pay us in crypto and to our suppliers and vendors, we're going to pay you in Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. So there are some different angles to have these, these conversations, but off the top, you have to be able to establish what type of actual blockchain is being talked about, and then how the Bitcoin or, or other cryptocurrency is ultimately gonna be used in the firm.
0: Got it. No, it's good advice because um, as this continues to grow, people need resources and, and know what to do, where to go and, and, mm-hmm. and how to manage it per se. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So now for um, the potential for the crypto blockchain to be used by enterprise, um we talked about the different versions um now can you explain a little bit more about uh how that's going to you know and explain the future of
1: this now and and how that's going to tie into our everyday lives sure so probably the the two best adjectives that i found to try to highlight some of the benefits are transparency and and traceability right so it's the, the ability now To be able to have access to every transaction as it's happening in real time and to have those transactions confirmed by the members of that blockchain network, right? Because it's important to always have as a backdrop that all that we are actually talking about here in terms of a a blockchain is it's a network basically of members Mm -hmm. to store and to transfer data in a encrypted manner on a continuous basis. So as far as the upsides or or as far as how it it can be used, it can be used for payments. So basically the biggest upside for an enterprise is the increased efficiency in its Mm -hmm. operations, right? Because anybody who's ever worked in accounting for anything knows that trying to do confirmations, trying to get backup documentation, trying to audit entries, trying to pull entries, trying to do the uh, counts of the inventory, trying to find out any tax uh, outstanding issues and also just the time that all of that takes and the time and the energy that that pulls away from the engagement itself and adding actual business value to our clients should be able to understand that having access to the information as it's actually uh, being produced is a huge upside.
0: Awesome. Yes. No, spot on with that. Um, some good information. And I wanted to know more about um, recently, right? You, you founded the Institute for Blockchain and Crypto Asset Research, right? Yep. So um, where one, you know, what made you start this? And two, what, what is like the mission, vision, value here uh, for this?
1: Sure. So I founded it really because I do a lot of work. In the blockchain crypto asset space, I'm, I'm on the boards of a few companies out there. Have a column for for Forbes, um. So I sure. do a so I do a whole bunch of work out there, but I do feel that there's that there's still this sort of breakdown of these blockchain crypto conversations, right? Into mm-hmm. uh, accounting, audit, tax, transportation, and then IT, right? So how do we bring that all together, right? Because there are countries out there that are doing a excellent job at, at trying to set up a blockchain policy, blockchain hubs, blockchain sandboxes. Whereas here, we we haven't really connected all of these dots yet. And obviously I can't do it all by myself, but having that conversation, bringing in different people, right? From different uh, industry sectors to have those conversations and to actually produce thought leadership and content analyzing blockchain, right? From a end to end point of view, it, uh, it was really the underlying push. And so, then to that end, really the the whole mission of the institute is to be out there, talk to policymakers, industry actors, and hopefully people who are on the ground trying to get it up and running in their firm, and to be able to sort of have them come together, hash out the the open items of which there are many, and then hopefully be able to start pushing this whole conversation outside of sort of how does it work, why should I do it, what's the upside, to trying to build that like, okay, fine, here are the overarching guidelines, frameworks, and sort of thought, thought uh, landscape um, that should underpin the blockchain and broader crypto asset conversations.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, that's awesome. Seriously, because <laughs> it, we, resources are such a necessity. And, and just like um, uh, simple technology, right? When mm-hmm. the pandemic came, most in the accounting industry weren't even... Um, partially virtual, right? Yeah. I, I've worked yeah. at many virtual firms, but if I had 10 calls, one of them would be virtual, mm-hmm. right? And so it, it's so, new. So, and yeah. and you don't, you don't, you could love it or hate it, but you got to embrace it. That's mm-hmm. the thing. I mean, I, I, I have an iPhone 8 Plus still. It works, that's why I keep it. <laughs> but even to get into the iPhone, originally I, I came from Blackberry, so it was hard for me, but I've I just realized that technology is out there. All these applications are out there. You can love it or hate it, but you just have to embrace it and understand it. And so, yes. you, people like you, folks like you, is important to have as a resource to help us understand because it's not going anywhere. I mean, it's gaining a lot yeah. of ground. I'm already a shareholder, so <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so proving I mean, your point, proving your point, I, right here.
0: I I, mean, I literally have about 350 apps on this phone. I, I just download it. I love if there's an app for it. I'm, I'm that type of person. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, bringing you on today to give us some insight on this, is, uh, is
1: uh, really appreciate your time. So, absolutely. Um,
0: any, any final thoughts or anything else uh, for the audience today?
1: I would say really, you know, blockchain and crypto, there are a ton of headlines out there right now. But the, but the, but the core points those keep in mind is that one, it's a tool, right? It's software, hardware, and us. And the best tool in the world isn't going to work as it should or operate as advertised if the folks using it aren't educated and don't really understand why, right? It's being used in the the first place. So ultimately, right? The IT side of this conversation is important but it ultimately always is gonna be us trying to explain uh, to our colleagues and our external clients, how to use it, why to use it, and why it's important.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) So I, I, uh, again, appreciate your time coming on and explaining this to us and um, everyone out there. Thank you for taking time out of your day to join us. And we'll be back soon with some more content for you guys and ideas all to help out the small to mid-sized accounting market. So hashtag DKOT, episode (laughs) number 28 coming to a close. Dr. Sean Stein, thank you so much again. Take care. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much, guys.